so for me in the whole 2020 the, along the covid is like the the most busiest even though i'm still at home yeah before it's like even though i have a project that is only one project and i only can concentrate one project and then do it after that is next project but right now i'm stuck at home but i can say right now i'm on like a three or four project or most of them have to contact after covid but some are also have to writing proposal or you know discussing or <laughs> a lot of <laughs> online meeting during that time This is our Connect special edition on how COVID-19 is affecting the art world around South Asia. Hi there, welcome to our Connect. I'm your host, Ipei. And I'm Annalie. And today we are taking you to Yangon, Myanmar. And as of today, October 5th, there are a total of 17,794 confirmed cases and 412 deaths in Myanmar. So during the first outbreak of COVID-19, the situation in Myanmar was pretty much under control. However, by the end of August, we are seeing a huge surge in cases and the infection numbers have doubled every week. Yeah, especially in Yangon, it has seen the majority of patients and it's now back under a strict lockdown. And not just Yangon, domestic travel out of the city is forbidden and the ban on international commercial flights has been extended until the end of October. Yeah, and if I remember, the general election is coming soon in November, just like the United States. But given the current spike of the numbers, the Burmese Union Election Commission has not yet decided to postpone the election or not. So it feels like the situation may worsen since there will be lots of people in the polling stations. Yeah, totally. And um, most people now are requested to stay home. I, I believe it's going to hit the livelihood of a lot of people, including artists. And I think for me, and perhaps for a lot of listeners in Taiwan, we are not so familiar with the art scene in Myanmar. Myanmar has been covered up with its, this kind of mysterious mask with Taiwanese audience. I'm personally really curious about what's going on. Yeah, me too. I believe there's a lot more to discover about this country. So today we've invited a visual artist, Zun Yi, from Yangon to join us today. She's devoted uh, most of her time to paper cutting installations and community art. So let's welcome Zun Yi. Hello, Minglaba Zun Yi. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, everyone. Hello, my name is Zun Yi Piu, Minglaba. So it's been a little bit difficult to update the first-hand news in Myanmar. So we are really curious about how's everything happening right now in Myanmar and how are you doing these days? Yes, uh, so now I am in Yangon and I am stay at home, of course. And uh, as you already mentioned before, there are many cases of COVID-19 rising up and also the dead cases rising up. So in this few weeks become a very difficult situation for the people here. Uh, so after the first wave, uh, everybody became very motivated and very looking forward and thinks that at the end of you know September or start of October will be the better situation for everybody. 
as uh, there is not much cases in uh, July or August, but uh, start of uh, end of August, around the whole September, uh, many cases rising up as the second wave. And, yeah. and like uh, f- uh, two weeks ago, Yangon began like a uh, lockdown situation, but they, the government didn't say, announce like a lockdown, but uh, they, they said it is stay at home, but uh, it's like uh, we cannot cross our township. So we cannot uh, go out of our township. We can go out of the house if we want or if we need, but we have to like, they have some rule like uh, to go and buy things, but only one or uh, put in masks with the, all the precaution, but we cannot cross the town. And like, even if for the bus or transportation to like, because people, some people, some walk, they allow to stay, continue to walk like a pharmaceutical company or like a food, production company or market that places cannot be shut down right because uh, yeah. people need to buy that kind of thing so so some people who have to go for work for that kind of thing they have to make a register like a oh. QR code system it's a new system i i'm not going out so i'm not uh, very much aware how is it working well or not but i i saw some of my friends post on social media like they did some of the uh, id uh, uh digital form something yeah. like that qr code and then uh if they all go on the best they must have that kind of uh code or card or something like that oh it's totally same with uh when i'm living in shanghai uh if we have to go out or to check in and to visit a space we have to show our qr code if that's show screen and you you can pass the all of the administration mm-hmm. and if it shows the red or yellow you will be rejected outside ah uh, mm-hmm. yeah so how about a traditional market was it closed or is it still open so they are stay open, but oh really? Yeah, they are stay open. But the thing is, even though that they they can open, uh, as you know, the the Yangon is locked down, right? The other, yeah. uh, you know, express or bus cannot come. So the transport of the vegetable or the product that are oh. uh, produced outside of Yangon, uh, uh become too much delay to uh, arrive here. So the prices become also become like a double or trouble. Oh. And, and some shop, they cannot open because the, the, the good not arrive here. So yeah, we also facing with that problem right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally understand because the, the second wave of COVID-19, uh, people getting more cautious and the be ready to do the better preparation in case mm-hmm. uh, for for the, the big wave coming. So, uh, in your portfolio, you are also a medical doctor and a certificated art therapy coach. What has pushed you to persuade the, your career as an artist after your math school? So, to put that in line, uh, my art career is first. <laughs> because uh, I can say I'm not really uh you know uh, one of artists yet but i can say i became artist very young um at the age of 10 or something like that so that's very early uh yes i'm lucky like 
actually in that time i'm stay in the high school middle school oh, no high school oh, no 10 is middle school right so my parents uh, know my talents and they allow me to teach with the private art teacher so that is very rare in our country to get that kind of chance uh, most parents at the time they are not uh, support for the art for the children so uh, i'm lucky to meet with a very talented uh, professional teacher and then uh, around age of 12 or 13 i start participate in the exhibitions and but uh, in here because of the tradition the parents they want their kids to go to the the best university. <laughs> so, <laughs> like the University of Yangon. <laughs> uh, so so the, the, the highest in here is the medical university. So most oh. of their parents target their child to send to medical university. So my ambitious and my, you know, my target is to begin an architect. Even though I'm oh. an artist, I want to be an architect. But, but uh, as you know, our country education system is not that good. And then at the time I have to enter the university, there is no architecture uh, subject I can took because oh, really? the government, the, the previous, I mean, the previous government, <laughs> they, uh, how to say, they suppressed the uh, uh, engineering students because most of the protests came from them. So, so they also sent that university to the outside of the uh, Yangon so far. So parents, they worry to send the child to, you know, go to the university. So I happen to go medical university because of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the same situation in Taiwan. A lot of uh, kids, they will follow like the rules or the orders from the parents to study a certain department. They they think it would be like better for them. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're speaking of your early career as an artist and your work artworks are often involved with your concerns in social and environmental issues. So what aspect do you most pay attention to? Yeah. So after the medical university, uh, I'm I got a lot of experience concerning with the community because uh, after I became a, a doctor, I'm also uh, uh, work at the charity hospital. I'm also start again my art career. So I'm, I'm sure myself, I just want to be an artist. So oh. I start again to be an artist, but uh, I changed a lot because during the time I also got some artist residency and I got a chance to visit other country. Oh, well, so, you to. So yeah, it gave me a lot of uh, open up because before Myanmar is in the closed situation, so we don't know much about the art war, right? So yeah. it's helped me a lot. And then when I back from the residency from Japan, I start to uh, working on like a paper cutting art projects. Mm. So uh, after, at the time, I also got the um, knowledge of, of like uh, to build a concept. 
for creating the artwork. Uh, so uh, I just attracted by the social situation uh, of the people around me. And then mostly I'm very much concerned in the education because I've also been through a lot of, you know, problem with the education, but there are a lot more uh, people and the children who need better education in our, from our country. So I talk more about the education and also I concern about the elder people. So oh. we have also many problems relating with the elderly. We don't have good care system for home for age. We have, but not a perfect one. So, yeah. I see. Um, yeah, because in the, in the media report, uh, we saw that around 6,000 people has been quarantined in the city. Um, and I think that, as you mentioned, so much the lack of the education and healthcare assistance in Myanmar, it caused uh, probably the next uh, uh, big issue coming soon during the COVID-19. So could you tell us more about how the health system in your country, once if the people get confirmed, uh, what kind of the supporting measures they got from the government or from the local hospital? So um, the thing is like at the first, during the first wave, uh, people are not very much concerned. Like if people from the very educated background this, uh, they follow the certain precaution, but they just going out and they just go around and, you know, not that much uh, dif different from the before COVID time. But during this second wave, many people became a lot concerned. And as I already mentioned here, the education system and healthcare system, we have a lot of, you know, needs and defects. So the most important in here is the education to educate people about the COVID-19. Of course, the governments, they make a lot of announcement uh, on television, like uh, they, they announce with the uh, audio and open in the, every township, or, or they do a lot of uh, uh, education about the COVID-19 with many different uh, formats, of course. But uh, the thing is, there are also a lot of uh, fake news on the social media. So yeah. even what though... What kind of fake news? Yeah, yeah. A lot of fake news. Like in this day, the, the Ministry of Health and Sport, they have to announce like on the, on the social media, some people are selling the vaccine for the COVID-19 or the medicine for the COVID-19. But Ooh. but there is no vaccine no yet. Nothing yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so uh, even like some people who are educated believe because they some of the news they make some fake uh, report or you know ad or something like that. So so the governments have to cover everything. But what I sense now is the the government they also become very tired. Um, because of uh, not very much enough in the healthcare uh, uh, providers. And of course, we don't have enough hospital. That, but the good point is the many uh, uh, enterprise, uh, the, the, the big companies, owners and the banks, they open up a lot of pop-up uh, quarantine center. 
so now what but the bad thing i feel is like not none of the private hospital collaborate with the government yet so yeah i'm very surprised they they, the government i had i had the government trying to negotiate with the private hospital but i never seen any private hospital is announced for you know quarantine or treatment center yet so what i see is like the boss, they have to the private the private company boss or bank, they just have to build at the like let's say at the football ground or like convention center, they make mm-hmm. a pop up pop up uh, facility for yeah. some area or for the quarantine and some area for the positive cases. So now there are a few maybe three or four more center for the positive cases plus the government hospital because for the government hospital uh, the main quarantine center is uh, uh, four place maybe yeah in, in Yangon three place like uh, two place is the hospital and one is the, the the new place they plan since the first wave of the COVID so they plan that new uh, facility by the government for the COVID center and yeah, in the second wave it began overflow. So the private company and bank, they support for new pop-up. So that is the situation right now. Yeah, but they need a lot of facility. Yeah. Yeah, it seems the situation is really serious in Yangon. And especially it's most, it's one of the most affected uh, city in Myanmar. It's true. And the, the worst thing is not only because of the COVID, I mean, in the healthcare system. Um, oh. As you see, the, the private hospital, they not allow people, most of the people to come to the hospital. And the small clinic, they are not open because the government's announced if there is some people have a fever, they must go to the fever clinic because the government also open as uh, many fever clinic. And if yeah. you are sick, you cannot go to your regular GP or uh, private hospital. You must go to the uh, fever clinic. And the fever clinic is very crowded. And then they also cannot, uh, uh, how to say, examine the patients in touch. So they, they, they only talk on call, but they see from the far away. And many uh, serious cases miss. I mean, not the cases of not the cases of COVID, but other diseases, right? Maybe appendicitis or other uh, other problem, diarrhea or some kind of thing. So because I know that because some of my friends, they call me because they after they went to the clinics, their symptoms is not relieved. So they consult me and then they ask me what they have to take for the medicine, what they have to continue for their treatment, something like that. So that becomes uh worst scenario in the health system also yeah it seems like it it really crashed the health system a lot yeah yeah and and right now uh the foreigners they cannot uh come to or go and leave the country and you as a Burmese, you, you cannot leave the country as well. And you also mentioned in one like interview that you couldn't participate in the exchange program affected by the COVID nineteen. So do yes. you know how many people are like you, like in Myanmar? And do, does the is there any compensation for artists? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, so 
Yeah, as you know, all right, <laughs> all yeah. the artists who have the project or things to go out of the country cannot, or even uh, some of the project locally, we cannot contact now, right? Because we cannot go out of the house and we cannot gather the people. So the thing is, uh, what we did right now is like, we, of course, the only median is the online social media or Zoom or something like that. So most of the artists, we try to keep talking and discussing about uh, how we were overcome or how we can uh, change our way of creating or presenting or something like that. Did you uh, collaborate with like Burmese artists or you also collaborate with other international artists? Mm, I can say both. Right. So uh, what other international artists have you been collaborating with? So um, for me, in the whole 2020, around the COVID is like uh, the, the most busiest year even though I'm still at home. Yeah. Before it's like, even though I have a project, that is only one project and I only can concentrate one project and then do it after that is next project. But right now I'm stuck at home, but I can say right now I'm on like a three or four project. And, <laughs> and yeah, of course that most of them have to contact after COVID, but some are also have to writing proposal or you know discussing or <laughs> a lot of <laughs> online meeting during that time yes. so uh, like uh, i have can say three projects i'm collaborating with the international artists so one project is uh, uh we plan to make a uh, uh, one up project at the end of 2021 uh it is with uh, some other artists who are the fellow of the SEED program that I was. I think you know the Mekong Cultural Hub SEED program, right? Oh, so yes. I am 2019-2020 SEED uh, fellow from Myanmar. So together uh, with other SEED fellow from my same year, like uh, one from uh, Malaysia, Philippines, Indonesia, uh, Cambodia and me, we are working on one project, which we plan to contact at the end of 2021 in Cambodia. Mm. So we are in the process of discussing on that. And another two project is, uh, uh, one is for local, uh, but it is the project coming from Japan. And that is uh, like a this year, it was contact in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, and the next year, we they plan to make it in Myanmar. So I am taking responsible for that program as an art writer. So yeah, that is another program. And then the next one is also with the Japanese artists, with plus local artists. So yeah, that is also have to be in next year. <laughs> <laughs> so <Well>, busy. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming so so much the food for project and uh, not only in during the pandemic, but it's also we can see in the upcoming years, you will be getting more busy than now. Yeah, hope so. <laughs> I think so. 
Yeah, yeah, this definitely. And I think uh, you mentioned about the the fake news, and then you also mentioned about the social media. Now it's more and the taking an important role in the art scene uh, to collaborate with each other or to share your project, even uh, to take uh, part of the responsibility to tell the the truth uh, in general situation. For the your artwork, the medium. You use paper as a soft media, and it's, I think development of your artwork is uh, become a very important identity. What inspired you to use the paper cards as uh, this, and uh, how do you conceptualize your relationship with the layers, colors, and the story? So uh, why I choose the paper? It is hard to answer because uh, I think I'm very addicted to paper. So I, wherever I go and visit, I buy the paper from any part of the country. I can say not only the country, <laughs> part of the any part of the world. Because wherever I visit, I look for the paper and then I collect the paper from that area. So it became also part of my hobby or my life. Mm-hmm. So, so even though sometimes I'm I forget and I buy twice for the same paper or something like that. <laughs> and my my house is full of paper, and the paper cutting. Why I'm using paper cutting is like uh, paper cutting have a, a kinder effect of positive and negative, right? right. Because right. we have some right. cut out part and the remaining part. So so uh. Um, I can tell two different stories from, from one paper cut. That is what uh, the main concept behind my using of paper cutting. So I also need to decide which part I want to show and which part I want to take out from my story mm-hmm. or from my artwork. And after that, I also try to double up the layer because even though sometimes we can see through one part. There are so many layers hidden behind, same as in every story or every aspect of view, like I see one side and you see one side. And so I took that uh, concept to build my artwork in layers. So some of the layers you can see, but some of the layer, the front layer cut out, so you can see the second layer, but even though the second layer is hidden by some part of the first layer. So that is the main reason why I like the paper cutting as the medium to create my artwork. Why you? Why don't you use computer? Mm-hmm. It's a mm. great question. Yeah, I feel uh, making by hand with the touch of the uh, physically it's i feel more real (laughs) 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 because like uh, since i was young i'm very much in animations and cartoons and i also study animations and at the time i also began conflict with my friends who study together with me because he is a 3d animator and i am the 2d animator because i am very much love in love with the drawing of the 2d animations and he said with 3d everything is easier (laughs) (laughs) yeah it sounds to have fun uh, to uh, debating each other (laughs) yeah 
That's interesting. Yeah, and I heard from a friend that in response to the pandemic, you've launched a series of workshop called Fear in in the community. Uh-huh. Could you tell us more about this project? Did you also use paper cotton as the medium to like uh, uh, teach the students or the children in the community? And what has inspired you to do this? Okay. So the 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 project name is Fear Check In. So it oh. was in now in pending mode because it's supposed to contact uh, like uh, on on third uh, of October for the first workshop, but because of this lockdown, it's have to postpone maybe November or December or. It can be also in January, but the idea is like uh, we have a lot of fear right now. Some of the fear are uh, not really necessary, like uh, panic buying or like we fear of dead. Or of course we fear of dead, but we cannot stay home and like think like oh we may be dead very soon. The virus will be come to us or something like that, but. Now, right now, the, everybody is in the mixed feeling of fear. Of course, uh, people is fight and flight, right? So, yeah. so I want. I got that idea. I want. I was also uh, practicing art therapies in this year. So I want to do something for the community with my profession. So what can I do, right? I cannot go out now, but I want to do something. So at the time, the Golden Institute gave the grant to the artist. So I applied it and I got it. And that will be the uh, series of workshop. So at the workshop, there will be uh, open call for the participants who want to participate in the workshop. And the workshop is designed with origami plus art therapy. So oh, that's yeah. a good medium. Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, there will be a collaboration with two other origami artists and one art therapist together with me. So oh. yeah, the participant can come. And my main intention for the workshop is like, of course, I am not saying my workshop can make your fear gone. The workshop is designed to make you check in what is your real fear and to reflect back is it really necessary or even though if it is the fear that should you you should fear but how you can control it or what are the alternative way and how you can resilience to that kind of fear so that is the intention of my uh, project yeah i really like this concept of fear because i think not just the fear in ourselves or the the way uh the situation or the the difficulties that we are facing i think it's also very relevant to the political or the like social changes nowadays especially this coronavirus has uh like uh devastated the whole world and it's causing a lot of fear as well so i think it's really relevant to the current climate not just in myanmar i believe it's around all around the world yeah it's true because in here it's not only the pandemic we have an election right as you mentioned yes at the earlier so yeah so people are very mixed in the every yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like so much fear, so many kinds of fear in the air. 
Yeah, Junyi, that、uh, when we talk about the Myanmar, unavoidably that democracy is one of the important issue that global concerns. In the is there any censorship issue for the arts in Myanmar? And、uh, as we all know, the election is coming soon in November. Is any cultural policy included by the candidate? So very good questions, and yeah, it's very. Difficult to answer, also, because <laughs> of、uh, yes, we have.、Uh, it is also difficult to say we have censorship or not, but can say there is a hidden censorship. Of course, before previous government, we cannot do much thing. They have a board of censorship for the art exhibitions. So if they are not allow or permit any artwork or exhibition, we cannot show. Yes. So it's already、uh, gone since two thousand twelve, but we still have some cases that the artist cannot show, or the artist got a problem. The police come and catch, or、uh, the police come and interrogate, or something like that. Still have, but、uh, so sometimes people,、uh, our we artists, we discuss before is very,、uh, you know, we know the. The which one we cannot do or which one we can do for sure. But right now, situation is difficult to answer. Some、mm-hmm. issue, if we think it's it's not possible, but there won't be a problem. Some issue we think it can be okay, but you can get a problem. So <laughs> so there is no uh, accurate uh, law like which. We can do or which we cannot do, but they are watching you from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>、so. like the novel. <laughs> <laughs> And as I know, there is no、uh, candidate from the culture yet. And we also looking forward to it very much because、uh, right now a group of our、uh, senior artists, we plan to make a, a, a council or. Group for the art, we don't have yet. We don't. We didn't have any council of art or something organization that represent the whole artists from our country. So we plan to make that, and we think、uh, we try to prepare all the package at the end of this year, in hope of、uh, we can propose to the new governments. <laughs> But、oh, I'm looking forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds positive that、uh, to bring more hope to the artist and for the people who want to develop and to discover the、uh, art in Myanmar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because、true. we in Taiwan, we could couldn't really like know so much or get、uh, more news about how's the art scene in Myanmar. So、yes. I think it's a really good way to like let the world or other people know more about Myanmar. Because、uh, one of the reason that it because Burmese is really hard to learn. <laughs> <And> <laughs> there's no not so much information about the art world in Myanmar. So I think people are really curious about it. Yes, I see. Yeah. Yeah, and the other questions I would like to ask it's also related to the election. Ah,、uh, I was wondering, ah,、uh, how's it like because the government is also they are 
like campaigning for the election, but at the same time they have to like dealing and handling with this COVID nineteen situation. During the election days, I think people are really crazy for the like who to vote for and like campaigning for their favorite candidates. So I was wondering how people are balancing their like uh, prevention measures and like supporting their candidates. Yeah, it's become very difficult, even uh, also for both sides, right? For the people, community, and for the government side, also for the party side, also. So, so there, the right now is not allowed to do any campaign outside because uh, we cannot gather. Yeah, people. Uh, so there we cannot do campaign and there is also some problems some people do campaign hidden or a lot of problem so uh, so the thing is what they do is like I had they make a, a social media or television session they like let's say October 5th October uh, let's say 10 uh, this party can do some kind of you know campaign from TV or from online media and from this period like they have a government TV channel right so the free channel for everybody to watch so from that channel that they can do campaign or something like that but of course it's not that much affected so we for me my for my personal opinion we want the uh, and some of my friends we want the election to postpone but it's still not in the list I think because uh, we every day we got the message from the phone to check your list to for the vote or like every oh really day. yeah yeah so they are using mostly uh, telephone message or social medias or mostly digital versions for the campaign. Oh yeah, and, I believe and so. And then if the election coming, how how do you uh, go outside to vote? Or yeah. is there alternative it's way? It's still not announced yet. We also concerned. People cannot go out, right? So we also mm-hmm. concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Another question I would like to ask is that: uh, Are there any like government relief packages provided for the people or the artists and the creative industry? No, no, absolutely oh. not. <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's a difficult difficult time for people to get by, especially for uh, like the peer, poor people. Yes, and it's I true. think a lot of artists they their living are based on like freelance, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's most difficult for them to like yes. get a like project or like another project to make a living. It's true. But how pe- true. Uh, people are surviving, like like sustaining themselves, get th- to get through these like difficult time. Yeah, it's it's difficult to assess, and like as I know, like mostly they have to try to hold on, right, <laughs> as much as yeah. they can. So, but if this kind of situation will continue for four or five months, there will be huge problem for most of the people. I mean, yeah, even most of definitely. the artists. Yes. So right now, is people just trying to. Like some of the artists uh, are gallery, they support to the uh, elderly or poor artists uh, for financially, not very much, but like they can uh, eat for a few weeks or something like that. 
and yeah this is how people are surviving and also like uh, in the painting or fine art war they are making an online uh, online selling or yes. uh, yeah some kind of thing like that online bidding or something like that so of course with the lower price than they normally sell so out of that they can get some of the uh, funding and yeah that, that is the only way right now because we cannot do any physical exhibitions or selling to the collector really outside so yeah yeah i saw uh, you being collaborated with uh hong kong galleries for a couple of years and then i think in china uh, most people and uh, for the upcoming affair uh, most of gallery they try to use an online solution to show the artist uh, can still can display their artwork and collectors still have the chance to buy the work then the logistic problem can be solved without any touch and mm -hmm. i think yangon is also um, uh, part of this ecosystem to adopting the digital transformation and i think the do you do you think about this is going to be the lasting solution? Mm. So uh, just yesterday, we uh, on one of the artists uh, discussing, our local artists discussing. Mm. So we also talk about that topic, like how we will continue. Like one artist, he uh, bring up like he has a solo show in coming week, but it mm. has to be postponed. And he also in the worry and thinking like, should he change his exhibition to online exhibitions in the digitalized form, but not really like that kind of world, more like a VR or AR, right? Right now is mm -hmm. the, some of the museum, they are exhibiting the artwork in the uh, AR PDF file. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so it's more like a virtual reality, right? Like you click the link and then it's like you enter the rooms and you can see the artwork or something like that. So, so we also discussing how will be the future exhibition. So, uh, but stay in the questions because in some point there is a good point, right? Every more mm -hmm. people can assess their uh, uh, your exhibition if you will go online because it's easily click the link and then you are there and you can check anytime, anywhere. But the other thing is like some people or even the artists self, they want the people to come and see the artwork and in physical, in physical way, because some of the texture or some of the, you know, presentation may be better in the physical uh, exhibitions or gallery. It will be- Correct difference aesthetic or uh, you know sensation if we're be on digitalization so there are a lot of pros and cons and we discuss so much on that topic also but some of the uh, one artist group the new gen generation group they will do one uh, patchwork exhibition in november i think so we are looking forward to this. That how it will be. That will be the experimental exhibition combined with uh, audio and feature. So we are looking forward how it will be and 
have to see wow, cool <laughs> yeah could you please share more information with us later <laughs> if, if yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i will i will definitely yes <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and I think another word we hear recently a lot is that this new normal is coming and the whole world is moving towards the new normal. Uh, could you share with how you would define this new normal in the art world in Myanmar? Or do you think is there such new normal in Myanmar? So, uh, yeah, we can go back to the previous question also. So like what we also think will be new number is uh, the physical exhibition there still will be, but I think uh, people and artists, we have to also think for more technology, technology things. Like before people cannot use Zoom, right? We don't, yeah. most of them know, didn't know about the Zoom, mostly artists. So, but now everybody must able to use Zoom. Otherwise you will be, you cannot listen to the artist talk or conference or even some performance or exhibitions or something like that. So even the uh, older generation, they try to use it, of course, they still have a problem, but they still have to catch up the technology. So I think uh, in the new normal in the art world, not only in Myanmar, I think in even in other countries, the technology and digitalization will be taking part in, you know, a big role. I think so. But uh, the the thing I'm interested in the new exhibition that I mentioned is like in their notes. They also mention like uh, even though we have to depend on the technology because of the situation in the new number, the the thing that the technology or computer cannot uh, replace is our creativity and the soul. So Definitely. yeah, so so that's why I'm I'm very much interested in that project. So of course I'm surely share when it's will be on air, yeah. Yes, mm. and uh, how do you see the role uh, for the, an artist to using the technology? Will it move to as a new media artist or are you still uh, keeping your own original creativities? For me, uh, I'm, I like to, uh, I like oh, interdisciplinary art. Ah, I mean, see. for me, right? So, so yeah, I for... like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like interdisciplinary art. So um, people are calling me for some of the exhibitions. So what I'm answering to them now is like, for my new uh, exhibitions or new uh, creation, I prefer to do more collective or collaboration project rather than the uh, art pieces that I usually do. So I want to go on to more collaboration with maybe music or sounds or, or technologies or science or something like that. Because uh, my last exhibition, solo one, solo exhibition at the end of last year, it is also about the five senses. So hmm. I didn't do any artwork. It is just, I set up a space that people can come and explore and and like experiments 
their five senses. So I want to go more into that kind of, how to say, experimental art project, mm. but dealing mm-hmm. with the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it sounds cool. Yeah, really cool. So um, for, for you, Zuni, uh, do you think uh, what can artists be the help to the society at this moment? So I'm also asking that myself a lot yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, like other disaster thing, there are a lot of things we can do, right? Because we can do yeah. a lot of physical work and some kind of thing. Now it's like we stuck here at home. So, but there are still a lot of things. Like I see people also sharing a lot of their talents and their their skill. So what I want to do in the future also is like I want to make a like a toolbox. Uh, it is the art toolbox, can say like art toolbox that can be applied for uh, all the professionals or all the people because art is, uh, I mean, art means not like a painting or drawing, right? So the, the, the feelings of creativity and the sense of uh, knowing the art right so it is a very important and i want to encourage more for putting art in the education system yeah and so i think artists can have a lot of uh, support in this uh, period because people need a lot of relaxations and uh, you know entertaining in the way yeah, of exactly. art or creativity or nature right so, yeah, that is my point of view. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so last question for Zuni. So uh, what would you like to do first after this pandemic is over? <laughs> it's, I think that the, the, the answer will be same for most people, traveling. <laughs> <laughs> same, same here. <laughs> Where would you like to go first? <laughs> Um, I may go to not part of my country, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so um, through the whole talk with Dunya, uh, we can find out the, the art thing or an artist living in Myanmar, they still struggling and try to contribute or devote themselves to, to the society to change the things that happen in a series of the pandemic period. But uh, we can have more time to discover, to find the essence of the aesthetic lifestyle and to proceed uh, to educate our own self or to uh, contact with our society again in the future if the pandemic is over. (laughs) So thank you, Junyu, for chatting with us. Yes, thank you very much, Annalik and Yipei. Thank you for listening and yeah, thank you. It's a great chatting with you two also. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Yipei. And I'm Annalie. Thanks for listening to Our Connect. Subscribe to Our Connect on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Stay connected with us next time and stay well.